One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You can wish for it or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. These are the confessions of a workaholic. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Coriel, back for another week of empowerment, encouragement, and motivation to get that ass to work. This week, you are going to be blessed by another boss that we have in the building, This episode is brought to you by Busy at the Beach, the quarterly weekend getaway for goal-getting women. Meet our gang of boss babes where it all started in Cancun, Mexico for our fifth birthday beach bash, August 8th through 11th. To find out how you can attend, visit busyatthebeach.com. So today we are talking to Tatum Tamia. Tatum is a devoted Christian author and entrepreneur who has committed her life to helping other women bridge the gap between faith and business. She believes that making God the CEO of your business is the only secret to success. Tatum, are you ready to confess? Yes, I'm ready. So I always like to start out these conversations by asking what you actually started your career out doing, because I always find it so interesting how sometimes our passions can lead us away from our profession. So what did you actually start doing? I started with my undergrad degree is in um, public relations. So I started in my career in the marketing field, but I started in business with a youth program called the Queen Academy. So I always knew my, my purpose was to give back in some way. 
And I really had a passion around that time. And I still do, but it was it was uh, burning heavily at that time to pour back into teenage girls who grew up under similar circumstances as me to really teach them that they can overcome the odds. They can too be entrepreneurs. They can be successful in whatever it is that they want to do, despite what their upbringing was like. And so it's so funny that you said that because that was uh, my next question. And just how did you discover your purpose? Like, was there one life experience, one event, one thing that you went through um, that helped you to really realize what it is that you were being called to do? Yeah, I believe my purpose really evolved over time. Um, I knew that it was supposed to give back in some type of way because your purpose is not for you, it's for other people. And so um, originally I started when I was in college, I started a blog and the blog was pretty much me writing letters. It was called Dear Regina and Regina is Latin for queen. And so I would write these letters to, in essence, different versions of myself just to encourage and motivate people to defy whatever circumstances they may be going through. Um, and through that, I found I started giving back with mentoring and things like that. And I just loved it. I loved being able to watch someone transform as a result of my leadership. And so um, I, I wanted to give back to teen girls. But then as I was in that business, I realized that I enjoy the, the activity of giving back. I enjoy watching these girls develop, but I didn't like the business aspect of it. I didn't like convincing schools that they needed mentorship programs. I didn't like talking to schools and they act like they didn't have a budget that I know they had. I really just did not like the business aspect. Um, but then I also around that time started growing in my relationship with God. And then God began to really show me the magnitude of what my life means. And so a lot of times I think we wait for us were this magic thing to appear, like this is my ultimate purpose in life, but it develops. One thing for sure is it's gonna be for somebody else, but as you grow, you develop, you get deeper in your relationship with God, then your purpose will unfold as well. And so that's how it's happened for me, just continuously to going after the things that I love and paying attention how to how they make me feel. And then also consulting God figuring out what it is that he wants me to do and then being obedient to those things. And I'm just believe over time from doing that, my purpose is just unfolded. So for the women listening who, you know, understand that, you know, going to God to figure out what he's calling you to do, like is really truly the only way um, to figure out what your next move should be or what your purpose truly is. But they may be struggling in their relationship, struggling with their spirituality or in figuring out how to even develop a relationship with God. What's one piece of advice that you can offer to help them get closer? First, well, first, I would say they have to make a decision because a lot of times we try to do our own thing and then ask God to bless it. And that's backwards. God gives us the instructions and then we're obedient and we can, and we seek him throughout the process. So if God tells me to start, let's say if God tells me to start this business, it's not for me to run and try to do it in my own strength. It's for me to say, OK, God, who's my target audience? What services do you want me to have? God wants to be a part of our the particulars and what we do as well. So first, I will say you have to make a decision. You have to decide, am I going to 
live my life the way that God saw. My favorite scripture is Jeremiah 1 and 5, where he says, before I saw you in your mother's womb, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And so for me, I've always been committed to, I want to find out who that is. Like, I want to live my life in a way that it, it is in alignment with who God saw before he formed me in my mother's womb. And I wasn't able to truly do that until I made a decision, a decision that if who God saw is different from who I see Tatum as being, then I have to give up who I see her as being in order to be that. Um, so of, of course, first things is making a decision and then also just diving into it. I had to figure out that I wasn't passionate about God. I was anything that I'm passionate about. I'm a hustler. I'm a go-getter. I'm going to go after whatever I want. And it didn't translate into my relationship with God. And I couldn't figure out why. And I had to just be honest and be like, I'm not passionate about God the way I'm passionate about, let's say, business or anything else. So I had to, to really pray about that and say, God, well, can you light a fire on the inside of me for you? Because I know if you give me that passion, then I'm good. And so once I prayed that prayer and really dive deep into it, reading the Bible for myself and not relying on what somebody else says, really trying to figure this thing out the way I will figure out anything else I'm struggling with, um, that's when things really started to move in a good direction. And I started to get my, my foundation uh, steady in my relationship with God. So how has your spiritual relationship, since you strengthened your spiritual relationship, how has that helped you in strengthening your business? It's helped a lot because for real, for real, if I'm moving in alignment with what God tells me to do, it's a guarantee that it's going to be successful. So it's a difference between worldly success and uh, godly success. You can be successful without God. That's you can't. And there's plenty of people who don't know God who are successful, but they're, those people are unhappy. They don't have peace. They don't have joy. They have things, but they don't have an abundance of, of, of peace and love and all of these things that God promises us. So for me, I wanted to be kingdom successful. And so once I started positioning myself under God, and the first thing I had to do was was I didn't realize this and in, in, in me growing in my relationship with God, he began to show me, but my, my desire for success was above my desire to please God. And so one of my biggest lessons at the beginning of this year was I had to get that in order. And so um, once I decided that, okay, I was going to, my life is going to be about pleasing God first and not just success in business, then everything else changed. So then my, my prayers then became, God, what are we doing today? In my morning business meetings with God, what are we doing today? What do you need from me? When it came to my podcast, um, the audience has uh, surpassed a million downloads and then another million streams. Like, it's going crazy. And I'm, and, But I believe that it's doing that because every day, God, what do you want me to say on this show? Only you know what every single person who listens to this show needs. I can come up with some great notes, a great show. I could flow based off of just the things that I know, but that's not what I'm here to do. What do you want to do through me? And I, I uh, consistently humble myself. And because of that, I'm able, my territory has been expanded in a way to where I could never have done that myself. There's no way in the world I think that my show would be able to reach as many people as it does if I didn't seek God for everything. Um, so yeah, just it's ever since I made God the CEO, 
everything has just changed for the better. And then there's just a sense of peace about everything. I don't have to worry about nothing. I don't got to worry about money. I don't have to worry about anything because I know that because I'm in alignment with the assignment that God has on my life, everything I touch is going to prosper. Hello, somebody. So <laughs> I think you kind of just answered this, um, but how do you manage to keep God first and keep that faith when there are so many distractions? Um, you know, because it's easy to say, like, God is the CEO of my business in the morning. And then by lunch, you start scrolling Instagram and you get distracted by the things that other people are doing or, you know, the success that you think other people are having. How do you manage to, or is there maybe like an affirmation or just something you tell your yourself to just redirect and refocus so that you can continue to consistently keep God um, as the focus of your business. Yeah. So that kind of goes back to our saying, I had to shift my, my perspective of success. So because I said, you know what, I want to please God. And I know because he will give me the desires of my heart, that means I'll be successful as well. But my number one goal is to please God in my heart. It don't have nothing to do with business. It doesn't have anything to do with money. It's I want God to be proud of me. I have a, a heart that truly loves and, and, and respects and honors God. So because of that, it's easy to stay grounded because I love him. It's like a, a parent. You want to make your parent proud. I want my life to make God proud of me. So because of that, it, it, it's easy to stay the course. But in the beginning, though, it wasn't easy like that because we're still human. So what I did was I kept a log of anything that triggered me to go back to the way I used to do things. So if I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see something and it makes me think about like, uh, I've been giving my life to God because for real, for once we surrender to God, that don't mean everything is going to be good. You know, there are going to be people that you do see that are doing successful, that are millionaires already. And you think that you're following God and you're doing things the right way and it's not happening for you. That's real life. So what I did was whenever I saw something that triggered that in me, I get rid of it. I would unfollow. I don't care who it is. Could be my mama. Like I'm unfollowing. I don't care. Anything, anybody I've talked to that says something that triggers that thing in me that makes me want to go and do stuff in my own strength, I get rid of it. I just put controls in place. You know, when it comes to my day, I start my day in worship. By doing that, it allows me to have a heart. It, it allows me to remind myself all of the things that God has done for me in business and life and everything. And so because of that, it's, it's easy to keep that mindset then throughout the day of none of that stuff even matters. Because when I was going through the worst, God brought me out of it. So I'm not tripping off no money. But again, it's just putting you have to put those controls in place, whatever that may be for you. Um, so whatever it be, I don't really do affirmations, but I do listen to worship music. I journal every single day. Um, I read my Bible. I look for, I do Bible plans in the, um, in the Bible app that, that speak to whatever it is that I may be going through in that moment. But I make sure my spiritual influences are always um, outweighing the worldly influence to kind of keep myself in check. And I love that as you learn, you're sharing your lessons learned. So you mentioned the amazing success of your Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, literally changing th thousands, millions of lives. Um, what is like the overarching theme or the overarching lesson that you want women to walk away with each week? To really give your heart to God. 
And it sounds so, it's funny because it does sound kind of like, okay, surface level, but I feel like, and I talked about this, I was speaking somewhere that when I was growing up and going to church, it was like, once I got saved, they gave me a rule book on what a Christian should look like, like what the Christian uniform was. So they told me all of these actions that I should be doing. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex, don't cuss, come to church every Sunday. Like it was this rule book. But nobody taught me how to really love God. So it was easy for me to go back to doing whatever it is I wanted to do because I didn't want to follow this rule book. But um, as I got older and I truly just discovered God for myself and fell in love with him, then that's when things change. And so on my podcast, I share my experiences, but I always like to take people back to falling in love with God. So like we have a, the blessed and bossed up society, which is a community of, of most of them listen to the podcast, but it's a membership community. And so um, on one of my live streams last week, I gave them a homework assignment to read the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is an excellent book on leadership, on doing, on um, being persistent and doing what God has called you to do. So I always try to take people back to the scripture because I don't want anybody looking at me because I'm flawed. I'm a regular person, so I'm going to make mistakes, but God doesn't make mistakes. So I want people to really fall in love with God for themselves and not just rely on me. And so with the show, that's the message. Like, I'm gonna make you feel good, this is great, but when this feeling wears off, you need to go back and and figure out how to fall in love with God for yourself. So that same high that you get in church on Sunday or that you get on Mondays when my podcast come out, you gotta know how to have that on Wednesday by yourself. So that's, that's the biggest message for me is directing people back to God so they can fall in love with him for themselves. So I know that this is not going to be the first time that you've heard this, but what about the people who are like, girl, I really feel what you're saying, but the Bible, like they've just been turned off by religion. So many of us have had these experiences Mm -hmm. that, like you said, they want to tell you, you got to do this, do this, do that, do that. And you see that they're not doing those things. Mm -hmm. So then that turns you off from either the Bible, church, religion, whatever, And a lot of people are searching, you know, searching for answers, searching for something bigger, something deeper, something to connect to, but they just don't feel that connection when it comes to the Bible. So what do you say to people who think that maybe your message or your podcast doesn't apply to them because they don't necessarily believe in religion and organized religion or going to church? Do you still think that whether you are a quote unquote church going Christian or not, your message is still valid and valuable? Yeah. And the reason why I think that is because I do pray and I do fast and I do seek God before I open my mouth. I don't, I'm not the type of person, if you met me in real life, I probably won't say more than two sentences. I'm a very reserved person. And when it comes to my brand and the podcast and things like that, I genuinely seek God before I do anything. It's not my job to to sell you on Christ. It's my job to be an example of Christ to where you'll want to inquire about who I believe in because of how I live my life. And so I don't like to argue with people or be like, oh, you don't go to church, you can't. No, that's that's how you drive people away. It's my job to be an example of what I believe in. And so when it comes to my show, one of my prayers, when I, when I say I pray about the show, I always say, God, I know that 
you know everybody that's going to listen to the show, whether it's this week, next week, 20 years from now, you know what they need. So use me to speak something that connects with every single person's situation. I can't come up with that myself, and I'm not going to try to. And so I do believe that people can get something from it because whether you're looking for God or not, he's always with you. And he knows what you need, whether you're asking for him or not. So it's just my job to be a a faithful servant and to open myself up for him to use me. That's it. (laughs) I'm not giving myself no more credit and no more power than that. It's my job to be a vessel for God. And prayerfully, I will say something that penetrates your heart in a way to be like, let me just let me let me just go see what God's talking about. Or she mentioned this scripture. Let me go read this for myself and see what that is. Or man, I'm struggling with God. God, can you make me passionate about you like she is? That's all I want to do is, is plant a seed. And he will use other people to water it or whatever. But yeah, it's my job is to simply be used by God. And because I, I position myself to do that, I believe. Everybody can get something from what I have to say. I'm cool with you being skeptical. That's fine, because I was skeptical for a long time. But it's not my job to bash your head with Christianity. It's just my job to be an example of Christ. So with you, and this is not like a religious-based business, but when you put God in the forefront of your business publicly, people sometimes try to put you in a box. Um, like, you know, well, you're a Christian, so you shouldn't be posting about this. You shouldn't be wearing that. You shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. How do you deal with, um, other people projecting their beliefs or projecting their limitations on you? Thank God I haven't had to deal with that yet. Um, I'm pretty sure I will at some point, um, then I can better answer it. But thankfully I haven't been able to deal with that. But one of the things that I really try to do just personally is to stay grounded on what matters. I like to just focus on things that matter and don't focus on the things that don't. So spending time with my family in real life, you know, being a better person in real life than I am on Instagram or on my podcast and things like that. So hopefully by the time that type of stuff happens, then I'll be able to to brush it off because it's going to come eventually. But thankfully I haven't had to deal with that yet. (laughs) All right. All right. You're going to have to let me know. Update me when the, when the haters come out. <laughs> um, okay. So what about relationships um, in your business? Like how important have relationships been to your business, to the success of your show, to the success of your book, to the success of all the things that you're doing? Can you notice um, the role that different people have played um, in your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, your friend Raven, and she, Raven was on the, your podcast as well. She was my business coach uh, when I had my youth program. And um, I was in her program around the time where she was including God into it. So then fast forward a year and some change later where God is speaking to me about being vocal about my relationship with him. Because I had all intentions of just, you know, having my relationship with God, but then my business being separate. But then when I when God started speaking to me about that, Raven kind of gave me the the what's the the right word to say? She kind of let me know that it was okay to do it because I had experienced her doing it in her program. And then I've met like so many people just um, from her program or from events and things like that who all love God and are entrepreneurs. And so those relationships have been amazing. There was a period where 
as I was growing in my relationship with God and growing the business, I was really frustrated, burnt out. I didn't know what, I didn't know like how to do this thing. Like it was frustrating. And so I had a friend who was more spiritually mature than me, um, who's an entrepreneur as well. And, and she will always just speak life into me. I would tell her what I'm struggling with. Um, and she would tell me what to do. She was able to hear from God. So she would speak things to me all the time, like take them, you need to fast or read this scripture to deal with that. So God has used the people in my life, especially in that, that delicate time where I was growing and not really sure how to hear his voice and things like that. He used other people to speak to me, to show me that it's, it's okay to do these things. And those relationships are everything to me. Okay. Shout out to Raven. If y'all haven't listened to that episode yet, definitely go back. Um, Cause she's dropped plenty of gems, but you mentioned that, you know, she was a business coach of yours. Um, and I think that as entrepreneurs, especially as entrepreneurs who have made it to like a certain level, whatever that level might be, and you start feeling yourself, sometimes your pride gets in the way when it might be time to hire a coach or when it might be time to ask for help. How did you know um, that it was time to hire a coach? And what advice can you offer to an entrepreneur out there who might be listening and feel like they're doing good, but they're not really doing great? Like, how will they know when it's time to hire a coach? I always believe that if somebody else has already touched the stove and they know that it's hot, I don't got to burn my hand to know that the stove is hot. <laughs> I would rather just learn from somebody else. Like I have my own mind and my own ideas and ways of doing things. But if I could work with somebody who's been where I've been, who has a track record of um, success, then I'm all for it. Um, but it, when I hired Raven, I didn't know anything. <laughs> so it was real easy to make that decision because I didn't know nothing. But um, I actually hired her again, though, some years later. Um, not that long afterwards, after I stopped working with her, but I knew that I just didn't know everything. And I didn't, I just didn't want to figure everything out if I didn't have to. And so that was just the space that I was in. I was like, I would rather invest in somebody who is a good person who believes in the things that I believe in and they, their expertise and their business acumen could help me grow. Like why not? The return on investment for that is going to be priceless. And so for anybody who is struggling with um, hiring a coach or anything like that, I would just say you got to humble yourself. You know what I mean? I think it's a hum- it's definitely a humility issue. Uh, but you, of course, you got to make sure whoever you're investing in is right. Like, make sure that their credentials are right and things like that. But if you're struggling with investing at all, then you got to really think. Like, if you could take yourself to the million dollars, you would have done it already. So why waste time trying to recreate the wheel when you can put yourself in connection with somebody who um, will allow you to get there faster? I love it. Good answer. Um, yeah. Cause that was my personal problem. Like I had to be like, girl, if you could have did it, you would have done it. You know, you can only get yourself so far with your own resources. And at some point you're going to need an outside opinion. Somebody that's already been there, done that, wasted the money, got it back and can help you um, save some time and save some money. So shout out to Raven for getting us together. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this book though. So you recently released a book called blessed and bossed up surrendering your ambition. So God can have his way. I had to say that thing. Like I couldn't shorten that. We had to give you all of that credit. Um, so what do you want readers to walk away knowing um, once they've read your book? I want readers to walk away, not just knowing 
not just knowing my story, because in the book, I tell my story. I talk about making that transition from me being a CEO to God being a CEO, the internal struggles with that. It was a, a, a period of time where I kind of had to mourn the plan that I had for my life. It was almost like a little funeral in my mind, in a sense, because I, if I was going to make God the CEO and really get into alignment with what he has for me, that meant I had to give up what I wanted. And so that was a struggle for me. So in the book, I really just give details about that um, and give a lot of practical tips. I'm a practical person. I don't like people to pump me up to do nothing. Like, let's skip all the feel good stuff, get to the meat of what it is that you're talking about so that I can take this and do something with it. And so um, that's pretty much what the book is. The whole last chapter is what do I do now? (laughs) And it's literally an outline of how to apply every single thing that was taught in the book. But I want people to walk away knowing how to make God the CEO, the how is what's most important to me about that book. And it's so funny because when I was writing it, it was one of those things where God was sharing for me to write this book and I didn't want to do it because I felt like I should have, there was no, let's say, aha moment at the end. There wasn't no, oh, I'm a multimillionaire now that God is the CEO. And that will be my story. But at that season, that's not what it was. So I'm like, God, don't nobody want to read this? Like, why do I, I don't feel, I guess that's the imposter syndrome. Like, I don't feel qualified to do this. And, and God had to really deal with me. Like, I don't call the qualified. I qualify the people that I call. And so through that and writing this book, I was like, okay, cool. So what's the chapter numbers? Wrote those chapter numbers, right? I mean, what's the chapter names? Wrote those down in my prayer time. Whenever I opened up my laptop to write, God speak through me. I want every single word on this in these pages to be directly from you. You know who's going to buy this book. You know who you need to to reach. Just use me. And as things came, I wrote them down. I wrote them down. Wrote them down. But it's a, it's really my heart poured out, or God's heart poured out on the pages through me. Um, but the major thing people are going to walk away with is the practical piece, the how. I know I want God to be be the CEO. I know I want to walk in alignment with what um, he saw before he formed me in my mother's womb. So how do I do that? And the book answers that question. Get your hands on this book. It is called Blessed and Bossed Up, Surrendering Your Ambition So God Can Have His Way. Tatum, I have truly enjoyed this conversation and I know my ladies appreciate all of these gems that you've been dropping. Please let them know where they can find you online, how they can get their hands on this book and how they can connect with you on social media. Yep, the book is on Amazon as well as my prayer journal is on Amazon as well. You can just search Blessed and Bossed Up or God is My CEO, or you can just search my name, Tatum Tamia, T A T U M T E M I A, and all of my books will come up um, on social media, Tatum Tamia. And then the podcast, Blessed and Bossed Up, is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find it. This has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic, meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You already have everything you need to get everything you want if you are willing to do the work. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.